Hi everybody, this is Rabbi Mayor Freeman, and I want to share with you the answer to this morning's question. Thank you everybody who sent in answers. Some of you really got the idea that I'm about to share with you. And just to recap, the question was that we have a mitzvah in the sixth parsha of lending money to our fellow Jews, but we're not allowed to lend with interest. However, to non-Jews, we're allowed to lend with interest without a problem. If lending with interest is a bad thing, how come the Torah allows us to act badly towards non-Jews? And so the idea I want to share with you, I heard from a mentor of mine, Rabbi Yitzchak Berkowitz, the head the at the time when I was in a kolel called the Jerusalem Kolel. He was the head of the kolel, and more recently he became the head of Eish HaTorah. He is now the Rosh Hashiva of Eish Worldwide. And Rabbi Berkowitz explained that there's nothing wrong with interest. The world economy works on credit, works on interest. Every financial institution runs on interest. We ex- our, our, the economy that we know in 2021 exists because people borrow on credit, they lend on credit, interest is all over the place and there's nothing wrong with it. But if your brother asks you to borrow 100 bucks for something, he's in, a, he's, came to, he's in a hard place and he's 100 bucks, and you tell him, my big brother, I love you dearly, sure you could borrow 100 bucks, but when you pay me back, I expect 120 bucks. That's a high interest rate. I expect $105 when you pay me back in a month. That's a problem. Interest is not inherently a problem at all. It's totally fine and reasonable, but not to your sibling. And what the Torah is telling us is that every single Jewish person, no matter where they live, no matter what language they speak, like I mentioned last week, no matter what political side of the aisle they're on, he is your brother, she is your sister. And for you to lend money to them with interest... That's cruel. That's wholly inappropriate. So again, there's nothing wrong with lending interest whatsoever unless it's to a sibling and every single Jewish person around the world, whether they know them or not, is our sibling. And I want to share with you a story which illustrates this. You can bear with me a little bit longer. This is from a book called Who Cares? written by Rabbi Baruch Brol. And he shares a story about a family. It's a true story happened in 1999 about a family that was traveling for the weekend from Baltimore to um, to Queens, to Farakaway, and their car broke down right at, they were in an accident, they were hit from behind right after they got off the Verrazano. Anybody that's familiar with, with, uh, with New York? To drive in New York late Friday afternoon, and it's getting close to Shabbos, is not exactly the most pleasant time. Traffic is crazy that time of day, that time of week, and when you're trying to get to wherever you're going before sundown, it could be a little stressful. And his family was hit, pulled over on the side of the highway, and the man that hit them, Floyd Adams Sr., pulls over behind them. They both get out of their car. Floyd Adams profusely apologizes for hitting them. And they're now on the side waiting for the police to come. And the Moskowitzes are wondering how we get to Farakaway in time for Shabbos. Well, within a few minutes, a van pulls up, parks right in front of them on the side of the highway, and out pops a man named Derby Hexter. Rabbi Hexter and his family were also from Baltimore. They were going to Queens for Shabbos. Now, the Hexters and the Moskowitzes did not know each other, though they both lived in Baltimore, they hadn't met ever. But Rabbi Hexter graciously offered to bring Rabbi Moskowitz and his family to Farakway for Shabbos. Even though Farakway is a little further than Queens, he said, no problem, I could drop you off of Farakway and I'll go back to Queens. Rabbi Moskowitz did not want to leave his car. The police hadn't arrived yet, the tow truck hadn't arrived yet, but he said, you know what, why don't you at least take my wife and my kids, they'll come with you and you'll take all of our luggage, and I'll wait here, and that way, at least they'll for sure be there in time for Shabbos, and I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do. 
Now again, remember, there's no cell phones. If Rabbi Hexa takes off, he doesn't know what's happening for Shabbos for himself. But that's what they did. Mrs. Moskowitz, her kids, all the luggage, he loaded into the Hexter van, and Rabbi Hexter drove the Moskowitzes to Farakway, dropped them off, went back to Queens, made it back, made it to where he was going five minutes before Shabbos began. Meanwhile, however, Rabbi Moskowitz is waiting on the side of the road. The police finally come, the tow truck comes, and they tow the cars off the highway to the side road. But Rabbi Moskowitz's car was not that banged up. And he said, you know, I think I could drive it, I can make it. Tow truck's like, you're sure? Yeah, no problem, I could do it. And he goes to, and okay, so the tow truck leaves and Ramasquist starts to turn on the car. But now the car's not starting. And he starts getting nervous. Then he remembered that some cars have an automatic shutoff. They're an accident. There's an automatic shutoff to the gas. So again, he's still on the side of the road, not on the side of the highway now, on the side of a side street. But he goes to the, opens up the trunk of his car, trying to figure out where this auto, the switch to turn back on the connection to the gas is. And he's looking around, can't find his guy, a bit, ner- bit, ner- bit more nervous. And another car pulls over in front of him. And a young yeshiva student pops out and says to Rabbi, to Rabbi Moskowitz, what's going on? Could I help you? Or Moskowitz explained what was happening and how he was trying to get his car working and to make it to his parents in Farakway for Shabbos. The yeshiva student had to be on his way, but he said to Rabbi Moskowitz, he said, he gave him a piece of paper um, with his parents' address on it. He said, my parents live in Brooklyn, which is which is right off, short, right past the Verrazano. My 10 minutes away, he said, if you end up getting stuck here, it's too close to Shabbos to make it to Farakaway, just knock on my parents' door. They'll be more than happy to have you for Shabbos. Rabbi Moskowitz thanked him, and the yeshiva student went on his way. Adam Floyd Sr., who's waiting on the side for his son to come pick him up, looks at Rabbi Moskowitz in bewilderment. says, do you know these people? Like, people are just stopping to offer you rides, to go out of their way, to bring you to where you have to go, clearly in a time, you know, I guess he was familiar enough with what it meant for a Jew to keep the Sabbath, they had to be wherever they were by sundown. He's like, what's going on over here? Who are all these people? Do you know them? He said, certainly his last guy, he gave the address to his parents. You don't seem to have known him. Adam Moskowitz turns to Adam and says, Adam, you're right. I never met any of those people beforehand, but every single one of them is my relative. Rabbi Moskowitz ended up being able to find that switch that he was looking for to turn back on the get the gas going again and he made it to his parents to join his family in time for Shabbos and Farakaway. And this is the same exact thing as not charging interest. When we see somebody broken down on the side of the road, is there an expectation that we go help them? Do we have to stop whatever we're doing? We're in a rush, we're late for a meeting, we're late for an appointment. Is there an expectation that we stop and help them and go out of our way to bring them where they have to go? If we would do it, it would be of course a very nice thing. But it's not expected at all. That's not a standard mode of behavior. We pass by people who are broken down inside the road all the time, and we're not and we're not bad people because we didn't stop to offer them a ride where they had to go. If we're able to, and we're able to at least stop and see if we could help, you know, if they're stuck with the need help changing a tire, whatever it is, and we're able to, fantastic. That's great and wonderful. But if for whatever reason we can't, it's totally fine if we're not able to. There's no expectation that we help them. Unless that's your brother on the side of the road. That's your sister who's stuck on the side of the road and has to get where she's going. In that case, I might, yes, I might be late to an appointment. I might miss a meeting. But when my sister or brother is stuck on the side of the road, that takes priority over whatever meeting or appointment I have. And it's the same exact thing with interest. Is there anything wrong with charging interest? Inherently, no. The economy in 2021, the way businesses work, the way the economy thrives is through interest, through giving people on credit, etc. However, 
when it's your brother or sister that needs the money, and then you charge them interest? That's wrong. That's already cruel. And says the Torah, every single Jewish person, whether you know them or not, is your sibling. Have a wonderful Shabbos, everybody, and speak to you next week on... Wondering Wednesday!